When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Hello and welcome to a very special Christmas episode! <laughs> I've got bells and I'm really excited! Garrett's <laughs> got the jingle bells! It's dangerous! I'm going to put down the ukulele in case I'm tempted to start playing it. Um, <laughs> welcome to Double Love. Yay! It's, it's Christmas! It's Christmas! <laughs> and it's the uh, podcast that explores the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. And tonight, it is a very special episode. Ooh, it's, good. It's, it's not just because it's Christmas. <laughs> it's because this book is... The Sweet Valley Saga, The, the Wakefields Wakefield of Sweet Valley. And um, <laughs> I'm going to give you the uh, the front title mm. or front tag, which is just Five Generations. <gasps> <laughs> Can you read the back subhead? Okay. So, oh, this is going to be great. So it's just a... Follow the riveting stories of the women who came before Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. <gasps> who are they? Well, I'll tell you, because the rest of the blurb reveals who they are. Mm. And they're uh, <laughs> quite a crew. <laughs> a motley crew. <laughs> <laughs> motley indeed. <laughs> okay. Alice Larson, a bold 16-year-old from Sweden. Not bold in the Irish sense. No. Bold <laughs> in the Irish sense is sort of like naughty, naughty yeah. cheeky. She's bold in this brave sense. Yes. Anyway, she arrives alone in America to start a new life, but with a broken heart. Headstrong frontier tomboy Jessalyn (laughs) runs away to join the circus, leading her sensitive twin, Elizabeth, into a desperate search that ends in tragedy. Spirited twins and rivals, Samantha and Amanda, battle for the love of the same boy, during the glamorous Roaring Twenties, ah! <laughs> OTG. <laughs> oh, so much OTG. Marjorie, stranded in France during World War II, becomes a heroine of the Resistance. Ooh. Alice Robertson, child of the tumultuous 60s, makes a painful romantic choice she will hide forever, even from her twin daughters. <gasps> Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield. Oh my God. Discover the lives and loves of these extraordinary young women in the biggest, best Sweet Valley story ever. Oh my God! I just pumped just the book this down. This is serious, people. It's so serious. <laughs> I need to jingle the jingle bells <laughs> in their honor. And to celebrate this book, we have got a culinary experiment going on. Oh yeah. So, uh, Karen, can you explain? <laughs> it it is all going down. Is. It is going down in the studio today. Uh, so... Thanks to listener Elizabeth Keeney over in America and her man Penny, who very kindly... Thank you, Penny. And they, Elizabeth. they sent us uh, onion soup mix so we can make the dip that, that we made fun of. That Jessica <laughs> has, has to make in Dear Sister. That's right, yeah. And we've made it. We did. We made it. <laughs> we made it in the kitchen of the studio. This is so exciting. You should have seen us. <laughs> and we are going to try it now. It's been sitting there on yeah. the table. So we're not going to eat in the microphone. Yeah, that's probably that's not very good radio. Is it? Okay. <laughs> it's like, nom, nom, nom. Load it up. Go. We're, eating, uh, we're eating it with tortilla chips because we figured they'd be more load-bearing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, how much we do? Okay, I'm going to lean away from the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. Ooh. Oh my god. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. How is this true? <laughs> it's delicious! Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want it to be just eating, but I'm going to eat some more about it. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, everyone. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> just us eating tortilla chips and onion dip for an hour. Oh my god. I need one more. I need one more. Do it's get so it. It's... That is surprisingly. To really tasty. <laughs> How would you describe what well, I eat another tortilla chip? Okay. How would you describe the uh, the taste mm, of well, this substance? Yeah. So when we made it, it's basically sour cream and this onion soup mix, which is technically a bag of salt mm. with onion bits in it. <laughs> and it might not sound very nice or but, look very nice. Well, yeah, but like it it works. Oh my god, it's so good. Like it's really creamy and tasty. Like it's. And salty. So it's really salty. Very salty. It's so but bad in a for good us, way. which is why it's so nice. We're probably going to have a heart attack by the time <laughs> yeah. this ends. Worth it. But I have to keep just like pausing this. Yeah, so I guess this means we have to make another apology. Yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry, <laughs> Jessica. Turns out your onion dip is really nice. It is amazing. <laughs> Shock twist. I'm genuinely sorry. I can't yeah. just sit there and eat it, but it would be unlistenable. It would yeah. just like... <laughs> it would not make for a good episode. Slurping and chomping away. <laughs> So yeah, it's our little onion dip party for Christmas. Yeah, we'll it's have a little great. bit more onion dip between... Uh, yeah. Between, between eras, maybe. Yes. <laughs> onion dip break. <laughs> so, speaking of eras, mm. the story starts in 1866. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of made the comment earlier that this is basically Blackadder with Wakefields. It really is. Although, I can't believe it didn't strike weirdly, me before. Weirdly, there's actually... It's not really about the Wakefields at all, though, is it? Because it's Alice's family tree. Yeah. And so none of them are Wakefields. No. <laughs> so, so why is it called the Wakefields and Sweet Valley? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They've got a lot of different surnames. Mm. There's yeah. Like, there's Watson. Yeah. At some stage. There there's, is. Yeah. There's Larson. Robertson. Yeah. Larson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they well, friends, there's. So. Uh, yeah. They, yeah we, but it's basically Sweet Valley Blackadder. Yes. And um, I think we need to describe the cover. Oh God, yes we do. Because <laughs> it has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, we're going to have to put up a proper photo of it. Cause oh, it is a fold out cover. It's sort of like a like a gatefold sleeve, except it's like half the cover folds out. Yeah, like it looks like there's just one kind of strip of like faces down the side, but then it's like you open it out. There's so much extra stuff. Oh my God. Oh, so please tell us what there is in there. So it starts off with, I guess this is Alice, the yes. uh, the woman at the start who's the she's Victorian. She's like a Swedish immigrant coming across on the ship yep. to the new world. Entire a ship entirely populated by Nordic types. Yeah, I think there's one Irish person on it. I think that there's a McCarthy in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um, no one from Southern so, Europe. Mm, it's her with all these kind of ships and ports and stuff in the background. Yeah. It's all very. She's in New York City. She is. Um, then yeah, we move across, and I guess this is Jessamine. Yes, I don't know why horse. I find that name so funny. It's it's pretty sorry to anyone who's called it's Jessamine called... who's listening. I think it's just because it's so like, oh, we won't call her Jessica. Yeah, yeah. What's the closest so you can get to while also being old timey? Yeah. <laughs> so she's riding a horse. She's riding a horse. It's like a train in the background. It's mm. all very frontiery looking. Yeah, circus train, I suppose. Oh yeah, uh, I guess it must be. Yeah. She she does one way show in the circus. Mm. And then below that, yeah, it's the Warming Twenties. Oh yeah, I guess this is Samantha. Probably. She looks about forty-five. Yeah, that's true. Actually, like I'm no forty-two, like so I'm not dissing. Yeah, no one ever looks like they're sixteen though on these covers. True, <laughs> true. <laughs> though, and we, as we see in the pictures, that there's the sort of portraits mm. of uh, different Wakefields or not Wakefields. Um, well, yeah, the, <laughs> I guess the Larson women. We'll go with Larson because that's yeah, that's who the founder it. of their she started it. Of their dynasty. <laughs> this is her fault. So. <laughs> Blame Alice. Yeah. <laughs> Original Alice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, they all look exactly the same. Which, oh, yeah, they all have the same face. Yeah, which suggests a worrying amount of uh, inbreeding. Yeah, that doesn't happen by accident, lads. Yeah, it's like they literally <laughs> look identical. It is the they same Get face some fresh jeans. With different hair. Into that mix. Mm. Um, Please. So, yeah, to, to go to the founder of the feast, so to speak, yeah. it's Alice, and she's going to America. Yay! But um, showing the trademark Wakefield uh, bravery, she saves a child. Yeah, falls off a ship. That's kind of the very first thing that happens, isn't it? It's like a little boy falls off the ship during a storm and she's just like straight in there, jumps in to save him. Um, And she's rescued. She nearly drowns. She does. Because it's stormy seas. Yeah. But she's rescued 
by somebody called <gasps> Theodore Wakefield. <laughs> and I remember when I first read this, I was just like, what? Hang on, what are they doing with this? Are they going to suggest <laughs> that like the Wakefields are the products of, you know, like six generations of brother-sister incest or <laughs> no. something like, like the ancient pharaohs? Oh, How is their ancestor a Wakefield and somebody who looks exactly like yeah, Alice? Yeah, yeah. This is so wrong. <laughs> but this is setting us up yes. for the sort of trope. The theme of the book, kind of, mm. yeah. Which is that clearly somebody, a Larson and a Wakefield mm. are meant to be together. Yes, they're destined, but something always gets in the way. And until. It's like a lot of near misses until. Yes, until you know what. End. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they, they, as the narrator from Jane the Virgin would say, <laughs> they fall in love. <laughs> and they fall in love very quickly. Oh. And he whittled her a rose. Oh, yeah. It's quite, it's quite sweet. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this rose will carry on through the generations. Yeah. And it's quite cute, actually, because she doesn't have much English because she's after coming over from Sweden. Oh, and yeah. he got on the boat in England. Yeah, so, he is English, Yeah, so he's an English he's dude. An and wasp. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they were in, yeah, like, no non-wasps get a chance to marry into this family. Just <laughs> one, one almost does that he gets shot by yeah. the Nazis. <laughs> he gets. <Sorry. laughs> spoiler. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they 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 fall in love, and then she um, she she dresses up in in finery to him to impress him, which is quite cute. She borrows stuff from all the other all girls the other on the women ship. on the boat, yeah. Um, and we find out quite randomly that Theo loves the circus. Oh yeah, mm. that's going to become relevant. Yeah, that, that will that will come back. Um, so. They go. They arrive in New York City, mm. and but they're separated at Ellis Island because no. he's put into quarantine for possibly having typhus. Typhus, yeah. Because mm. they had said they were going to get married when they got to America, and they would live their lives as Americans. Oh and yeah, married, like and they're not going to get great. married on the ship by the captain or yeah. whatever. Um, and uh, she comes back like to the port every day with her aunt Elizabeth, <laughs> and uh, there's no sign of Theo. Yeah, so she has to it's quite up. sad. It's just yeah. like they had their little moment and then... He's vanished. They just sort of lost each other. Yeah, because she doesn't know that he's been carted yeah. off to a hospital to be in quarantine. Yeah. So and there's she... no sense that he can text her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's all quite like, oh, you guys, yeah. star-crossed lovers. And there's no way that they can find each other. Yeah. So um, she has to go up with her, her aunt and uncle and they yeah. go off to Minnesota. They're moving out west. Yep. Um, to take advantage of genocide, though that is actually mentioned. <laughs> I was going, to, I was going to say that isn't, but it actually is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they uh, they go off. She marries somebody else. And by the way, the message of this book is that all the women in this family marry second best. Yeah, they're like all they settle and then settle. They settle. <laughs> yeah. It's like they they do. Get, they never get the guy they really want. Yes. <laughs> um, and actually, she has a real tragedy in her life. She has a little boy called Stephen. Yeah. Who dies? Mm, he gets scarlet fever. I think. Yeah. Probably. But then she has Jessamine <gasps> and Elizabeth. Little twins. Yeah. And, oh, by the way. <sighs> wow, this is so tedious. The neighbouring farm belongs to Jim Wilkins. Ooh. So, Where's uh, that going to go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get worried there as well. Oh, but also, the thing with the twins, it's like, how we tell them apart? And it's like, baby Elizabeth has a mole on her shoulder. What? What, what? Hmm. Yeah. And what are the odds of that happening? Yeah. Like, good Lord. Unlikely. So, uh, yeah, seven years later, the kids are um, are just running, running wild in a good way. Yeah. And Jessamine is obsessed with the circus. Yeah, she's much more daring than... Elizabeth. Yes. Um, and she uh, she's really wants to go to the circus and her parents take her and Alice Larson hears that uh, there is a, a an animal tamer at the circus called yeah. the great Theo W <gasps> who can talk to the animals. Oh my God. Like Dr. Doolittle. Could it be? Yeah. She <laughs> goes back to the circus the next day to find him. Yeah. But the circus is gone. No. <laughs> she's Aww. kind of relieved. Yeah, because I think it would be too much if she. Saw yeah, because she is actually happy. Like she yeah, does. She loves her husband. She's got her twins. Yeah. She's actually grand. But it was just like, yeah. what if? That her husband is a bit him. of a like, like nothing. You know, I can't even remember what his name is. I didn't even write it oh, down. Oh yeah, in my notes. <laughs> so what, is, it, a, is it George? Or oh, is that, that sounds about right. Else? Yeah, there is a George. Is there somewhere. another George? Oh, no, yeah. I think that's him. Um. So now the twins are teenagers. They're mm. taking part in a corn husking bee. Yeah. Don't we really know what that is? Is nope. it doing something to corn? Obviously. Something with corn, I guess. And um, 
there's a sort of nasty boy called Bobby Tyrus Ugh. and he mocks Jessamine's tomboyish ways. Yeah. Meanwhile, Elizabeth has Ryan another boy, Tom Wilkins. <laughs> it's so contrived. Oh, I, I just have, for fuck's sake, <laughs> my notes. And rightly so. And uh, Tom gets the red ear of corn in a husking. Don't mm. really know what that is, but um, just, you know, sure it's some sort of agricultural thing and uh, as a prize gotta kiss any girl he likes that's a bit weird isn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> he kisses Elizabeth yeah and she falls in love <gasps> um, meanwhile Jess is quote showering boys with silvery peals of laughter oh the classic silvery peals yeah exactly genetic apparently <laughs> um, so Jessica has dreams Jessamine Oh, Jessamine! <gasps> I'm I mean, getting them in mixed fairness, up. she's basically like frontier Jessica, so yes. <laughs> it's forgivable yes, to mix it up true. in fairness. She's not as much of a Jessica as the next generation. Yeah, that's true. She's just kind of wild and... Free spirit. Yeah, she is. And they kind of make a comment about how she's going to be a suffragist. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, I will. Good for you, Jessamine. Um, and she gets riding lessons from a Native American guy, an elderly guy called Peter Bluecloud. Yeah. Um... And who actually does mention the genocide of Native Americans? Yeah, so yeah. Like, fair play. Yeah, Peter, you know Peter Bluecloud for you know not making Jessica feel comfortable about yeah. <laughs> being part Get of your digs in. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he just you know he's she, in fairness to her doesn't argue with them. Yeah, she doesn't say, "Well, we have a right to be here." She's just like, I oh, know, yeah. Okay. Um, so he teaches her how to ride. Mm. Um, and. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, she is still obsessed with the circus and she runs away with the circus. Yeah. Keeps disguising herself as a boy to just go visit it. And one day she just goes off it. She's out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she like, she, she's a bit harsh on her parents. Like, she literally oh, just leaves them notes. Yeah. It's like, uh, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Even I'm saying go- goodbye even properly. Like, I'm not even just... moving to a place you can find me. No, it just like leaves a note out of there. <laughs> ride the rails. And then, oh God, this is, you know, they might have old Peter Blue Cloud um, dropping some truth bombs. Mm. Uh, uh, but, uh, I mean, in a quite stereotypical way, but he does drop them. Um, about the abuse of Native Americans. But yeah. then we get old Matthew, oh, <laughs> the toothless former slave. Um, and Elizabeth offers to teach him, and he's like, he's childlike and he worships oh, Elizabeth. And when she <laughs> offers to teach him to read, his lined face lights up like a child. Would you, Miss Elizabeth? Oh. Would you really? Like, Come give on. him some dignity, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, but like, bad and all as these depictions are, like, this kind of 1800s frontier version of Sweet Valley is more diverse. I know. The 1980s Sweet Valley, California. Like, like, what the fuck, lads? So, <laughs> so far, people of colour. And then, how many pages are we in there? Uh, we're about 50. Yeah. They have more speaking lines yeah. than, and this is true of the whole book, than in every, like all the books we've read so far put together. Yeah. They literally do. Yeah. So that is saying something. Oh. <laughs> oh good Lord. <laughs> something That's, unpleasant. Yeah. Um, so Jess is gone. Liz bonds with Peter Blue Cloud and Matthew, this is very, very dodgy. He compares Jess finding her freedom with his emancipation <laughs> from slavery. Like that is not Ooh. cool. Sweet Valley Riders. Mm. Like do not equate a, mm-mm beloved well-treated white girl yeah. running around the circus with somebody being freed from <laughs> chattel slavery like, like there was fuck. oh good lord <laughs> anyway um, uh, Elizabeth yeah, she she channels Jessamine's sass in school like she stands up for herself a bit more but. yeah like she really misses her sister because um, it is kind of shit that she just bailed basically yeah, just fucked um, off in a train, yeah, circus train like, that's harsh um, but then Peter Bluecloud is dying yeah so Liz rides the rails, hobo style. Yeah, she's going to find her sister because yeah. she, she's no idea where she is. Yeah. The circus just kind of goes from town to town. She just like literally like stows away in a train. Yeah. Um, she actually finds her pretty quickly though in fairness, doesn't she? Like, it very doesn't seem quickly. like it's taken very long for no, this to happen. It's quite unconvincing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she finds her and she gets to see the circus and she's like, oh, this is cool. But then something happens. Mm. It's not good. Uh-oh. She... Um, yeah, she she has a go on the horse. Yeah, because she's been learning how to ride the horse. Like, oh yeah, because Jess, Jessamine is like a 
she's like she rides the horses bareback and does like tricks and stuff and like yeah. jumps through hoops and all kinds of cool stuff like yeah. that which actually sounds pretty deadly it like. does sound pretty cool it's quite impressive yes. and Elizabeth has been kind of learning some of that stuff not mm. the super tricksy stuff but yeah. like just riding around so yeah she has a go on the horse that but it's a circus horse Jessamine has been using yeah doesn't go too well though no <laughs> she's thrown off the horse mm. and she dies that's it she's like what <laughs> she literally dies yeah a twin and a twin that looks like a Wakefield twin dies. Uh-oh. So, yeah. um, cut to 1900. It's San Francisco. It's New Year. Jess is running a hotel. Yeah. She's the toast of the town. She sure is. Um, all their customers fall in love with her and sometimes she goes out and dates with them. Now, I'm, like, to, I'm judging by the standards of 1900. Uh, yeah. That would not be a respectable hotel. <laughs> no, it really wouldn't. Because she's only like 22 or so at this yeah. stage as well. And it's just like, yeah, so she's running, it's like a single woman running the hotel on her own. Like going on dates absolutely with them. good for her, but, but going, yeah. at the time, don't think that would have gone down too no. well. <laughs> no, it really wouldn't have. Um, but uh, she's greeted by a handsome man. Yeah, it's New Year's Eve and she's up on the balcony and there's a guy in a shiny automobile. Check this out. I know, I kind of expected that the the license plate would be (laughs) one Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) It's the original Bruce, but it isn't Bruce. Although, the more, Mm. I don't know, I can't even begin to go into the Bruce connections because they're coming (laughs) soon. Um, It's cutting to five years later and she's engaged the guy who greeted her from the automobile. Yeah, he's a dude called Taylor Watson of Watson Motor Company. Yes, Taylor Watson. Now, that's a waspy name. Mm. I've never heard one. And uh, she's sort of engaged to him. She's she's agreed to wear his ring. Yeah, yeah, because she's not, she's kind of not sure what she's at really like. no. And especially when he introduces her to his sexy car racing partner. <gasps> whose name? <laughs> it's Bruce. Amazing. Bruce Farber, that is. So good. And she fancies him straight away. Yeah, he's really like dashing and suave. And yeah. Like he's a dickhead, sassy. so of course she's into him. <laughs> he's Bruce, basically. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's 1900s Bruce. Bruce. Edwardian Bruce. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so he's like racing the cars that Taylor makes or something yeah, for like publicity like, for the Yeah, he's company. like Taylor's like the equivalent of, you know, Ferrari sponsoring a racing yeah. driver. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, she's he's a bit more exciting than boring old Taylor. Mm. Um and then so a year later, nineteen oh six, her and Bruce are out in a picnic. Canoodling up on a hill. Yeah. And um she he Bruce demands that she choose between him and Taylor. So she's been sort of stringing Taylor along for like an entire year. Like that yeah. is not cool, Jessica. No, it's not good. Jessamine. You know, Jessamine. <laughs> oh my god. Well, they're really tricking you now with Bruce thrown into the mix yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. They're messing with my head. Um, so they're on a picnic where she abandons herself to his spell. Ooh. Um, what were they up to? <laughs> oh, the earth shape moves. Oh no. Literally. Literally. Because <laughs> it's the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Uh-oh. <gasps> um, Bruce wants to flee. Yeah, he's like bailing on there and she's like, no, I have to check out my hotel. There's yeah. people in there like my guests. God damn. <laughs> and, them. and she says that um, if Bruce goes back with her, she'll choose him. Yeah. It does not seem like a sensible way to pick a husband. But oh no. Anyway. Not at all. <laughs> so they get back to the hotel and yeah. it's sort of destroyed. Yeah, like the half, like the wall is missing off the side of it and it's kind of starting to catch fire. Yeah. And no lady is trapped. Uh-oh. Bruce, uh, she, she's like, Bruce, go in and save her. Um, yeah. She doesn't volunteer to go in herself, by my dad. Even though she used to be a bareback rider, so she's quite... Actually, yeah, she is quite like daring. And, yeah, yeah, she's she well able. She can just swing herself up there. Like, But anyway, yeah. uh, Bruce is like, oh, it's too dangerous. But then he goes in. Yeah. So but he yeah, does the right thing. This is the thing. He does go he in does. there. It takes a bit of convincing, but he does. Yeah. Goes into a burning go building in. that's going to fall down. Like, yeah. That is quite brave. Yeah. So Taylor arrives and of course he runs in and uh, between him and Ta- uh, Bruce and Taylor, they save the old lady. Yes. But then Taylor's trapped. Something falls down or something. Uh, yeah. I, yes. It's quite convoluted. Um, it kind of is. And tra- Taylor's like, oh, save yourself. Save, yeah, yeah. take the old lady go out. Go on without me. Sensible because someone's got to get the old lady out. She yeah. can't get out by herself. Yeah. Um. So Bruce goes downstairs and uh, he gets uh, the old lady out, but then he's trapped. Yeah, and like in the meantime, Taylor's managed to get out because that, just, like the wall is gone off the side so of the building. So he just jumped out. So he just out. kind of like so fall really... out or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's fine. He gets out anyway and he's and grand. 
He's like, oh, but Bruce is trapped. By the way, Bruce has saved an old lady and yeah. her one. Yeah, yeah, because she came out on her own and it was like, oh shit, where's Bruce? Yeah. So then, but then Taylor is like immediately, I'll oh no, save him. Bruce, and he kind of runs in. So I suppose he's more heroic in this whole thing in that he doesn't think twice and just kind of yeah, that's runs true. in, whereas Bruce kind of needs to be convinced each time to actually yes. do the right thing. That is true. <laughs> yeah. So Jess chooses him. Yeah, she kind of figures Taylor is the man for him. For him? For her. For her. <laughs> so now, if Taylor and Bruce got together, that'd yeah, be, yeah. That'd be more Let's interesting. That yeah. Though, then, of course, Jessica and Elizabeth... That ends the family dream, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it, a little bit? Jessica and Elizabeth would not exist yeah. because Taylor and Jessamine marry and move to Detroit. They do, yes. The home of the automobile industry. Yep. And they, uh, they have twins! Yay! Samantha and, and Amanda. Amanda. And then it turns to... Uh, 1920 and they're just like they're laying on the 19 like every 20s reference so Sam's got a bob yes of course she's wearing her mother's clothes and like mm. swinging around beads and a she's boa she's obsessed with uh, Theda Barra yes which is pretty cool yeah um, and of course we hear that Jessamine is the most stylish mother in the neighbourhood <laughs> would say she looks more like their sister Oh my god! Um, and Samantha wants to be a film star. Basically, she's Jessica. She is really she is Jessica. 1920s Jessica for real. Yeah, because In fact, she's so much so she says, "Oh yeah, <laughs> they print the words on the screen when they need to." But I don't want to have this conversation for the 137th time. <gasps> it's genetic. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's too much yeah so they're the Watson twins and they are tearing up Detroit oh they are and we cut it to a few we cut to a few years later it's yes. 1925 and uh, so like literally want 16 at this stage they're born in 1920 so oh, yeah. oh no sorry they're born in yeah, I think it is they're 12 in 1920 okay, sorry. sorry so they're yeah. 17 in 1925 okay, yeah. so basically they like pile on the 20s references with the oh. trail it's like so Amanda Puts on her cloche. Yes. And, have you got it there? Uh, Amanda pulled her favourite cloche hat on over her new bob and made sure both her dangling pendant earrings were clipped in place. <laughs> the long string of matching beads around her neck swung back and forth as she walked into the dining room. <laughs> Do a little Charleston sidetrack. So I have actually done uh, several... 1920s dance classes. <gasps> really? So I actually can do the Charleston. Oh my yeah. God. Quite a lot of 20s dance routines. Cool. Yeah, I did tap for years when I was a kid and then I did, um, I don't think it can't have been called old timey dancing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it wasn't. Um, but, uh, that is the technical term, you know, yes. old timey dancing. <laughs> but we did do dance routines, like That's the brilliant. big apples, but it was so much fun. Cool. Yeah, so I feel a, a kinship Aww. with the, uh, with the twins. Um, <laughs> Oh, and we find uh, we find out that they have a brother called Harry, and he's writing mm. home about a friend. Oh, what's his friend's name? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's Ted Wakefield. Of course it is. <laughs> Fucking Ted Wakefield. Ugh, yeah, Wakefields. Um, so Samantha becomes inexplicably obsessed with him. She does, but um, this is sorry. There's just a great bit when he's kind of reading out the letter from Harry, who's like this introduces Ted into the mix. Yeah. And um, Samantha, oh yeah, Samantha is younger by four minutes. <gasps> just I didn't even like notice that. the Wakefields, yeah. Oh my lord. Uh, she also says, "What a load of hokum!" Hey! <laughs> oh my god, my notes just say uh, page one hundred and twenty-eight. So much OTG. Oh, big time! Yeah, because at one point, uh, <laughs> Samantha exclaims, "Cuts pajamas." <laughs> Bad oh, slash just, good. Just good, obviously. The twins go to a party. Mm. And it's just like some school. It's with their school pals. <laughs> and it watch it walks. I think it, like he was in their class at some stage, but now he's gone, it, left. How do they know him? Yeah, it's like Jessica. Jessica. No. <laughs> now I'm doing it. <laughs> Samantha, like, dated him for a little bit. Okay. But wasn't that into him? His name is Kevin Hughes. Yeah, and now you might think Kevin Hughes is just someone who plays intermediate hurling. <laughs> However, in this case... Or like your, your, your friend's brother. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> Kevin Hughes in this case, he's a lounge lizard. Oh, he's a literal old-timey <laughs> gangster! He oh literally is! It's so good. He's a boy in a long raccoon coat <gasps> and baggy white pants. Oh. His hair perfectly parted in the centre and mm. slicked to a patent leather shine. He held, a long, he held a long cigarette holder. 
Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh, my veins. so happy. We're both so happy about Kevin. <laughs> we love him so much. Yeah. Um, I guess Samantha is just like, oh, how did I date that gangster? It's yeah, like, so well. she's not into him. But, uh, but yeah, he just kind of, he, he's a bootlegger. Yeah. And he's, he started off as a low class hoodlum, see? But now he's worked his way up. He's bootlegged booze. <laughs> and he refers to Samantha as the dame I was too low class for. <laughs> And he wants to take it to a speakeasy, see? It's called the Salador. <laughs> the way I hear it, he's running hooch. Ooh. And he is. Um, but yeah, she turns him down. Oh, doesn't God. want to go to the cellar door. Yeah, she's not interested. No, she's obsessed with she take- reckons he's he he looked pathetically hopeful, but he was the same old low down, big headed boar in oh. no fancy package. <laughs> oh. Fancy pants. Um, so yeah, she's still obsessed with Ted Wakefield, even though she's never seen him. Yeah. It's very weird. They, did they see a picture of him, maybe? Oh, they... It was like a photo of yeah, him. Yeah, they did like, see a photo, but like, she never met him. No. Like, like she's really obsessed. Mm. Um, But he's coming to town. Mm. So, she's going to meet him. And, of course, she she fancies him um, when they when they meet. And um, when they do, uh, Henry takes them... Or Harry and Ted take uh, the twins to Jazz Club, the cafe car... And Amanda bonds with Ted because they both love Hemingway like great great aunts <laughs> like knees. <laughs> the tastes don't change either. And uh, they chat with uh, C.C. Earl, King of the Trumpets. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, they've got three people That's of colour in one book. Like this is like a bonanza compared to literally any oh, other it's book. so much more. And he has a proper conversation. He's yeah. charming. Yeah. And he's a charming, like, uh, yeah. talented gent. He's cool. Um, he's funny um, and it turns out that he gave Ted his big journalistic break because Ted wants to be a journalist yeah and there's some big convoluted story about how he talks about his granddad and gets this exclusive thing but then mentions his grandfather Theodore Wakefield <gasps> the OW who struck gold <laughs> and, and took a job with the circus before that so it's like okay yeah, yes we, we get it, it you guys yeah. <laughs> and then lost all his gold money so somehow this story persuades Earl yeah, I, to like oh. you can interview me it was I'll very, give you an exclusive it was all just a big like, excuse to work in this the, is his grandson you yes. guys <laughs> uh, then it says uh, Earl gave a laugh that sounds like his trumpish call like, <laughs> is, 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 does he laugh like <laughs> <laughs> Like every time he laughs. Yeah. Oh my lord! Oh, I like him. Um, so yeah, Ted uh, has charmed um, Samantha. She's he's even better in the flesh, and she she gushes over him. My notes say in OTG style. Oh, on page one hundred and forty-five. Okay, we, the, we only have one book between us. Yes, sorry, we're gonna... <laughs> so we, we had to share. We had to share this one. Um, um. She's uh, yeah, she's she's very enthusiastic about him. <laughs> oh, this bit. Uh, Samantha whirled her pillow around and stopped right in front of Amanda. Of course, silly. I'm drunk on love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amanda, isn't Ted just darb? <laughs> the berries, the bees' knees. <laughs> See, darb. <laughs> I know. Oh, I want so to know strange. though. Um, so Amanda goes downstairs to write a terrible poem about Ted. Oh, God. Because she fancies him too, of course. Yeah, because they, they both kind of have a good bit in common with him. Like, he is yeah. actually quite suitable for either one because he's really into movies as well. Motion pictures. Motion pictures. <laughs> he likes to talk, you see. He does. Um, so that's why What's-Her-Face, proto-Jessica, um, <laughs> Samantha, <laughs> thinks he might be into her because they're getting on great talking yeah. about the motion pictures and actresses and stuff. But then he's also into writing, so he kind of suits. Amanda too so yeah yeah. so uh, she goes down she writes a poem and mm. he's downstairs as well and tells her she has a poet's soul <gasps> mm. and they kiss they do yeah Um, and uh, she doesn't tell Samantha of course and the next day she's Samantha is so in love with Ted Wakefield that we're told she charlestoned her way into the kitchen <laughs> like oh yeah we know it's the 20s we get it like it's the 20s fine no seriously it's the 20s yeah <laughs> And uh, Amanda now is writing to Ted secretly. Secretly, yeah, because she knows that her sister is mad about him as well. So mm. she kind of feels a bit guilty about, yeah, yeah, communication, kind of romance, mm, clandestine. And also, she's going out with a dude called Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really do very much. <laughs> Poor Jeff. No, so she, but she's broken up with him now. Yes, she does eventually break up with him. In fairness. Um, but then uh, Samantha finds a letter in the mailbox to. 
Amanda from Ted. From Ted, yeah. And she, she steams, steams it open. Steams it open. <gasps> yeah, it's old timey craftiness oh, right there. <laughs> really is. And she is enraged. Yeah, she's furious. And she says, when she reads his letter, she says, what kind of hookah is this? <laughs> she's not wrong. She's not. It's pretty cheesy. <laughs> and the next, like, um, she doesn't say anything to Amanda, though. But no. when, the next morning when Amanda wakes up, she looks over and Samantha's sleeping with a scowl on her face. <laughs> like, oh, she's God. like, they're asleep. Like, mm, just scowling away. Yep. But as well, she also mentions uh, good, loving, caring Amanda had turned Benedict Arnold, <gasps> which is Jessica's burn for Elizabeth. Yeah, the ultimate Redfield traitor reference. Like, for once, it's really consistent, like ridiculously yeah. consistent. <laughs> yeah, so many other times there's no consistency in these oh, books yeah. at all. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the really insignificant stuff, though, super yes. consistent. <laughs> um, so then Ted writes to Amanda. Um, Samantha is obviously like on the lookout for letters now, yeah. just intercepting them. Yeah. So he writes to Samantha, or he writes to Amanda announcing a visit and asking her for a date to the cafe car. Mm. But Samantha burns it. Yeah. And so the day that Ted arrives, Amanda is has no idea he's coming and she's working late at the Klaxon. Yes, the school paper. Yeah. The Klaxon, it's great. And yeah, fucking Samantha sabotages the office. She oh, like wrecks the gap. <laughs> yeah. So that um, Amanda and the rest of the guys that work on the paper have to stay late at school and basically it's her kept out of the way. Yeah, it is a cunning plan. I'll give her that. It's very, very bitch. devious. Yeah. So she intercepts Ted and is like, oh, well, she's, um, Amanda's at school. I'll take you to school. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay. okay. And then she leads him up. Overlook, Overlook Point. Oh, sorry, Valley. I can't confuse yeah, Miller's, Miller's Point. point. I know, I know. <laughs> Overlook Point. Yeah. Miller's Valley. And she no. tries to seduce him. <laughs> yeah. But he is not having it. She's no. just like, uh, dude, I'm growing up with your sister. But I think he also thought at this point that Amanda had come clean and told Samantha oh, what the story was. Because yeah. he's like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I love like, your sister. And oh, she's like, oh <laughs> love her. Yeah. Mm. So she's really angry. Yeah, she's furious. That also sounds familiar, doesn't it? Someone mm. getting turned down and being absolutely furious. And then doing something disproportionate <laughs> yep. because he wasn't your boyfriend. Uh. Um, uh, though, you know, I mean, she's young and stupid, so whatever. Yeah. Um, and Amanda did know that she fancied him. So she goes to Kevin Hughes <laughs> in a speakeasy, see? <laughs> and he's full of all-timey gangster chat. Oh, he sure is. Uh, oh yeah, so she makes her way in through the speakeasy. Heads turned towards her. Well, a dame announced a raspberry-nosed man slumped at the bar. A gorgeous dame. <laughs> oh, I'm literally <laughs> clapping my thighs oh, with joy. So giddy. Oh, this ridiculousness. Um, so Kevin is like, hmm, when she turns up. And yeah. um, she points out that his lack of discretion has got people talking. Because mm. he's a really shit criminal. Oh, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> like, he just goes around boasting. And his name sucks as well. He doesn't sound like a criminal. He needs to be called, like, Muggsy. Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Educated Dinosaur. Yeah. He's <laughs> doing it wrong. <laughs> oh, you should read some David Mun- Damon Munyon. Because Damon Munyon, um, if you like old timey gangster talk, he's the writer on whose stories Guys and Dolls are based. And his stories oh. are so funny cool and the characters have the most amazing names like society mechs oh, amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and they're hilarious oh, and um, <laughs> dancing dan <laughs> so yeah this is he is not they could have worked harder with kevin hughes yeah yeah kevin, definitely. i don't know like um uh, horse face shoes or something like that. Like, <laughs> Literally anything other than Kevin yeah. Hughes, basically. No offense to any Kevin Hugheses, but no, like, it's I'm not sure, very gangster sounding. Yeah, I'm sure somebody Irish is listening to this oh, knows someone surely. called Kevin Hughes. It is the most yeah. bog standard average Irish name you could think of. It's like the Irish equivalent of Joe Smith. It's or just, something. yeah, it's quite generic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, she points out like he's shit at being a criminal, but she is a plan to divert the Fed's attention Ooh. another way. <laughs> So that night, Amanda has, has tried to like make peace with her by leaving like a poem in her bed or something, and she yeah. just um, ignored it. And uh, when Amanda's asleep, Samantha dresses up as Amanda, wakes up Ted, saying Earl needs him and it's an emergency. Yeah, and uh, she snogs him. Yeah, <laughs> a bit creepy. Yeah, a little bit. Mm, well, that's that's a very Jessica thing too. It is. Yeah. Um and. Uh, it's a ruse because she's planted liquor in his car. And she <laughs> and he gets arrested. It's like really that is, shit. Like it's properly messing with his life. Like yeah, yeah like he's gonna have a criminal record being a bootlegger. Uh, yeah, like, like an actual gangster. It's quite serious. 
And then she's like, oh, she she lets him think that, that, that she's Amanda. And it's like, I know you tried to get off with my sister. It's like Jess yeah. and Todd all over again. Kind of is, mm-hmm. yeah. She also, she also gives out about them being a double-crossing fink. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and Amanda reads the paper the next day that like those college students been arrested. And um, she goes to the police station and finds out the truth. They're just like, oh, you were here last night. And she's like, no, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And it turns out that and this doesn't really make sense that he's been let go for like lack of evidence. They found a giant thing of booze in his car. Yeah. So I don't know. That seems like evidence. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe they didn't have proof that yeah. he was going to sell it. Or... I, don't I don't know what the penalty anyway, was if you just basically found it. he's gone. Yeah, he's and out of there. Um, there's a great scene where she comes home, and Samantha is in front of the mirror putting on lipstick, and yeah. Amanda seizes the lipstick out of her hands and writes "snake" yeah. in huge letters on the mirror. It's really badass. I yeah, love it. Cool. <laughs> and so Samantha's like, "Oh well, we even now." Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> you literally got my boyfriend arrested. Arrested, like, yeah. No, you're not even. Um, and she tells her what she thinks of her, which is like something you kind of wish Elizabeth had done to Jessica yeah. all the time. Um, so, yeah, Samantha goes off to Hollywood and becomes a big star. Now, by the way, there's, there's a few things that we will... Uh, this is not the first uh, or the only example of this there was no fucking way if Jessica Wakefield <laughs> great grandmother had been a Hollywood star in yeah. the 20s that she wouldn't be banging out about it constantly talking about yes. it <laughs> yeah, it would have come up for like, sure they never even reckoned it after this book appeared no. like, there's just no mention at all of like oh Hollywood starlet like yeah. in the family come on I know. she'd be all over that I know it's ridiculous Yeah. so uh, but anyway she goes up becomes a star and meanwhile Amanda stays behind and never marries. Mm, she also never forgives her, pretty much. She's yeah, just. She's pretty hardcore. She's cold. About yeah. this. Um, she's miserable, but her only, her only consolation is the wooden rose of lost love, <gasps> which her mother has given to her. You know, it's been passed down ever since Alice. And uh, Samantha gets married to a guy called Jack Lewis. Mm, he's like a reporter or something, or yes. a journalist. Uh, but Amanda doesn't attend the wedding. Nope. She stays home. Yeah. Her parents go, like, and. Harry but she's just like no I'm not going to marry that bitch it's part of me that Mars her the part of me is just like okay let it go like, yeah yeah I mean come ago. on <laughs> um, but then tragedy strikes it does but actually right before that sorry there's a bit when she's reading about the uh, the wedding in the paper um, and then part of the article is uh, if the rumours going around Hollywood are right Miss Watson won't be fitting into her perfect size 6 dress for much Whoa. longer like even in the 20s yeah. there's still a perfect size 6 <laughs> these fucking just in case you were wondering just, you like, know, don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> never not perfect yes remember exactly the same uh, yeah so Samantha has a baby basically but then she's Dying in childbirth. Yeah. And Amanda hears this and rushes cross country to be by her side. And they, there's actually, it's genuinely quite sad. It is. Yeah, she kind of gets there just in time. Yeah, um, Samantha's literally dying. Yeah. And um, and Samantha's like, look after baby Marjorie. Oh. And it is really sad. It is it sad. It is. Oh, God, I can't pretend it isn't. Yeah. Um, and then, cut to 1935 and where are we? We're finally... In Sweet Valley! Yay! Though, by the way, I'm just saying that um, in the actual Sweet Valley books, when we hear about Alice's family, her parents, like, there's there's some books where, like, Christmas specials and stuff where the grandparents yeah. come, and I think they come from, like, the Midwest or something. Yeah, there's, like... There's no indication no, that they're, like... This doesn't tie up at all. Yeah, their grandmothers grew books. up there. But yeah. Anyway, so Jack and Amanda and Marjorie all live there, and yes. Mar- Amanda is the teacher in Sweet Valley High. Mm, she's an English teacher. Yeah, and they seem to have a really, you know... Kind of like she's basically been a, a, a mother to Marjorie yeah. and Jack really appreciates it. Yeah. But now he's being posted to France mm-hmm. and he just yeah. thinks like, look, I have to take. He's going to take Marjorie with her, yeah. with and, him. So, yeah. And he says like, you should come too. Yeah. You love France. And she's like, no, no. So my students my need me. Yeah, like, they don't need you that much. Yeah. Right, right. Really also, just a side note, one of her students. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a joker called oh. Walter Egbert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was 1939 and uh, Marjorie's been living in France for a few years and we get a letter mm. um, 
get some letters back and forth. Amanda writes and is like, oh, Walter Egbert is going to turn into Superman and bring you back to Sweet Valley High. Because, of course, everyone's obsessed with anyone Jessica Elizabeth like. <laughs> yeah, a Wigfield descendant. <laughs> yes. Um, and it's 1939. The war has actually broken out mm. at this stage. It's late 1939. Yeah. But Jack is like, oh, be grand. Yeah. That's 1940. Optimistic. Oh, wait. <laughs> Shit, there are hella fucking Nazis around you guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're in a little town called Valley. Which, can we talk about how that's Sweet Valley in French? Oh my <laughs> God! Oh my God! I didn't even think. I My brain just read that as D E U X. I like know. I said, this, oh my God. I didn't Lord. cap it until I wrote it down in my notes and I was like, Valley. Oh, oh son of a bitch! I, I was like, Valley the two? What? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. My brain just thought, yep. D. Oh Lord. Valley that is amazing. Sweet Valley. <laughs> Oh Lord! So they're there with Mademoiselle Pigny, mm-hmm. and uh, she's their housekeeper. And her and Jack keep whispering, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to send you back to America because it's not safe." Yeah, it's not it's not safe here anymore. And then it's uh, so this goes on for like I don't know a year and a half. Yeah, it's a bit just of judging by history, because like, this is 1940, <laughs> and America doesn't enter the war to the end of 1941. Yeah. So uh, Marjorie's an enemy alien, and her dad is arrested. Yeah, she kind of. Uh, well, was it? He was going to send her back, and then she kind of suddenly realizes he's been arrested, and it's like, oh shit, I'm in fuckloads of danger. Yeah. Basically, what the hell am I going to do? Yes. <laughs> so Mademoiselle uh, Pigne helps mm. her hide in like the in a winery in a sort of vineyard, a vineyard, yeah. and there's a Jewish girl called Sophie Burke. Again, somebody else was in a wasp. Yeah. Um, like for you know there's more like we said in this book actual diversity yeah people, who, people who aren't <laughs> white Anglo-Saxon Protestants yeah um, but uh, yeah they're in this vineyard like just in a cellar for a whole year a year yeah that just long. the two of them like yeah. yeah it's quite grim and they they seem to cope with it surprisingly well um, they do, yeah. really don't see daylight yeah uh, yeah because they kind of they sleep during the day and then kind of sneak out at night a little bit just yeah, to get like, a bit of fresh be air. outside basically yeah, no. and come back in again it is it's all pr- very fraught and kind of yeah scary um and uh, Sophie tells her all about her brother Jack yes and uh, because all these people when they just hear about random men if they've never seen are just like oh, fancy they him. just immediately fall in love with yeah. all these lads <laughs> they've never seen like, his name is Jack that'll do yeah and there's quite a good bit there when Amanda Amanda gets a message from somebody who says like I'm a loyal servant of France sorry about my terrible and offensive French accent it's all got a bit of low low over here (laughs) but she gets a message that Marjorie is alive and there's actually kind of a good point where she's like looking at her students and they just don't give a shit about the war because it doesn't affect them and actually who was that dude because we don't really find out who was he he's a friend of a friend of a friend of Manzo but basically word has gotten to Amanda that Marjorie's okay yeah um, yeah. And then it's 1942 and Jacques turns up finally yeah. and of course he's very handsome. And <laughs> okay, now I'm slightly obsessed with the French resistance and SOE agents, like okay. you oh, know, yeah. agents who are like we dropped it. Yes, amazing. So I'm always slightly fascinated by this. But um, Jacques turns up and asks Marjorie to help the resistance work as a wireless operator. Now the average life expectancy of a wireless operator, these were trained agents who came to France, was six weeks. Whoa. Like, I do not think they're gonna go, here's some random girls <laughs> like living in a cellar for a year. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, you... she, she speaks French and English, that'll do. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. Um so poor old Sophie's left hiding in the wine cellar on her yeah. own. Yeah. While Marjorie is constantly on the move. Yeah, but she's pretty badass though, in fairness. Yeah, like, no, it is pretty cool. Tapping I mean, out her secret messages like, and stuff. Oh, wow. And her code, name is, uh, her code name is North Star. Yes. <laughs> and Jack, Jack is her control in the network. Mm. But of course, they fall in love. Of course. And, um, oh, meanwhile, just as an aside, she helps send a pilot, an American pilot called Charles Robertson mm. across to Spain. Um, and uh, by the way if you ever get your chance to get your hands on an amazing 70s drama series called Secret Army I've been watching it on DVD recently Ooh. and it's about the Belgian resistance cool. and it is hardcore like really? Marjorie would not like okay. stuff that goes on <laughs> she would not survive um, it's really amazing and it's mad because Hello Hello it turns out was a parody of it oh, no which way. I had no idea so initially when I'm watching it I'm like Hang on, there's a pistachioed cafe out there. Oh, He's having an affair with like one of his waitresses. The waitress. And they're oh in the resistance God. and they're running British airmen in the cellar. And there's like a 
<laughs> very carefully. Yeah, I've seen this only once. <laughs> but uh, and then I looked it up, but it was like, oh, oh Alola. Like it was clear that Alola was what they were doing was based on it. Yeah. But um, it's so dark and it's so good, wow. and I kept thinking like. <laughs> they would have shot Marjorie in the head if they thought that she could possibly yeah, betray she kinda, anything to she them she kind of charms her way past like a Nazi soldier as well at some point to kind of catch yeah. her just out on her own at well, night she is good so she, she is good you know, yeah she has she has her moments but then they find out that like um, they that Sophie has been captured yes and they con- concoct a very unconvincing plan mm. that they'll J- Jacques will contact an old friend who's now a Collaborator, yeah. Um, if that's the correct French, probably not. <laughs> and she, he's like, "Oh, we can swap this American girl for, for yeah, for so because he's kind of they're kind of saying that like Sophie, like wouldn't be worth as much to the soldiers, yeah. Whereas she would, I Marjorie mean, would, yeah. Oh, because her dad, they reckon he's suspected of planning to of being an agent, being like an agent and work arrested. within the prisoner camp or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they reckon she'll be more. Sought after than uh, than yeah. Sophie, but you know, I'm I just don't think that they would uh, let a random like that the SS would not be like all over this. I'm just like, oh, let's just leave it to this. Yeah, what's up? Random kid <laughs> called Pierre. He's <laughs> yeah. gonna turn up, and they're like, oh, there's a few Germans around, but you know, also the resistance if they. They would not risk a girl like Marjorie falling into the hands of the enemy where they would literally torture stuff out of her. Like she knows yeah, loads of confidential uh, information. They yeah. just wouldn't do it. Um, anyway, it, any historians it, it happens, who are experts, <laughs> please come in. I was just like, that won't yeah. happen. <laughs> this is not having it. That won't happen. <laughs> Man, I've watched this show. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, it uh, they don't give up Marjorie. They get Sophie out, but Jacques is killed because, of course, the whole place is full of Nazis. Yeah, they're on like a train platform and it all kicks off yeah. and there's loads of gunfire and poor Jacques is downed. Yes. And Sophie gives Marjorie her false paper and is like, oh, Wakefield must leave the country. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Even yourself. though I'm Jewish and it's 1942, <laughs> oh, I'm going to stay. Yeah, go, blonde American girl. Like, yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> um, oh. So uh, she says, like, no, I will stay and fight with the resistance for the yeah. sake of my brother. And Marjorie's like, okay. <laughs> oh. Well, she kind of doesn't give her much of a choice. Yeah, that is She true. does actually lock Marjorie into, like, a train car and oh, sticks the papers right, under like, the door. Bye. And she's like, I'm out of here. You can't stop me. Yeah, that is true. So, in fairness, I think Marjorie probably would have put up more of a fight yeah, had she been given a chance. That is true. But anyway. Um, so <laughs> she goes home and she marries Charles Robertson. Yes, the pilot. Yeah. So yeah, that's all good. And uh, then it, it uh, cuts to the 60s and Alice is doing a family tree and she puts in symbols of all the couples that we've read about in the book and whoever owned the book that I have because it's oh. obviously second hand, some kid did that. I thought that was family- you. No, <laughs> <laughs> like from years ago, just, you know, doodling away. <laughs> but yeah, because I was reading like uh, them drawing in the things and I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> I went back and checked and yeah, some kid actually drew in oh, the pictures. It was really cute. It is very cute. And it wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how long you've had this. <laughs> so now we move. Obviously, the old time gangster bit is the best bit of the entire book. Oh, there was so much good stuff in there. Yeah. But this is pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's the late sixties, and it's Flower Child Alice. Oh yeah. <laughs> and even the conservative frat is in. She's in what the University of Southern California. Uh, yeah, something vague like that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even the conservative frat has gone psychedelic <laughs> and her friend Jenny says the times they are a changing which reminds me of the amazing bit in Hairspray like the real original Hairspray where Divine's character uh, and a term lad turns to her husband and goes it's the times Wilbur they're a changing <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is meant to be funny oh, but like yeah pretty much for this whole section any music that's mentioned is basically just a Bob Dylan song yeah it's all Dylan like, <laughs> it's just all Dylan else. all the time <laughs> and uh, they overhear somebody say oh it's a lovely lazy painter and who is it? <laughs> it is the lovely oh <laughs> Batman Father of Bruce Hank Padman, my God. Look at him there. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing beads yeah. to be more in tune with the feeling of campus. Oh. On campus, sorry. He's impossibly handsome. Mm. <laughs> he's Bruce-like. And uh, yeah, he's like, oh, you're too pretty to work. Ugh. What? Yeah. And then some other time she's sketching on campus and he's like, oh, your work is like Degas. And then he's like, oh, of course, we've got loads of Degas Ugh. paintings in the house. Yeah, of course you do. Whatever. Hank. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of pursues Alice, mm. uh, but she's just kind of not interested because he's he's a square man. Yeah. But then 
the students are having a sit-in because a lefty professor has been fired <gasps> for his civil rights work. Yeah. But they're starving because they've been, you the know... The administration are trying to starve them out. Yeah. Yeah. But then what happens? Someone arrives. There's a helicopter. <gasps> and someone yells for it, I will keep feeding the people until their demands are met. <gasps> and a tank! Yay! Is he good? Can it be? <laughs> Has he seen the light? <laughs> but yeah, he's just dropping a load of food with like a pot pie and everything or something. Yeah, it's like, like, this sounds really messy, lad. Yeah, it does. Well, the, the, all, the, all the protesters sort of grab the food in their hands and yeah. Alice like rips the sandwich open with her teeth <laughs> practically. <laughs> oh, it's like, what's the dip? Like, let's, have, the let's have some dip. Oh, dip break. <laughs> dip break. How's the dip tasting? That's easy to go better. Does it mature? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up for Anna. <laughs> Still good. Still. I hope I wasn't too near the microphone. I did turn all the way around. Um, so yeah, um, she hears that, oh, he risked his inheritance. Yeah, to do this them. food drop. So she's like, oh, maybe he isn't, isn't so bad. Maybe he's all right. And they start going out. Yeah, she starts dating him. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to give you the finer things in life. I only like the best. <laughs> and he's like, oh, if you were in a room full of, if I took you to the Louvre, and you were in a room full of works by Leonardo da Vinci. And she's like, you mean I'd see the Mona Lisa? It's like, yeah, you're in the Louvre. Like, yeah. What else are you going to go and look at? For God's sake. Um, he's, he's trying to make a point here. Yeah. Um, and uh, she, she, she's impressed by him because he says, like, oh, you made me a better person. And yeah. everyone on campus loves him. They're all like, hey, Patman. Even the hippies in their like, leather ba- waistcoats and things. Yeah, his, his straight dark hair had grown longer since they'd started seeing each other mm. and he'd traded in his establishment clothes for a pair of patched bell bottoms <laughs> and a groovy vest. A groovy vest? <laughs> I looked at what he was wearing before. Oh, I imagine wearing a sort of a suit. And yeah. the next thing we he's like torn them off <laughs> but on his like, tie-dyes. Um... So, uh, but he, he's he's still not perfect. He still flirts with other girls and yeah. uh, like father, like son, some would mm. say. Oh, they get engaged though. No, we're not yet. Not yet? Um, they, oh no, she, no, they are engaged now. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. They are. And uh, so that's why she's really pissed off because yeah. he's like flirting with some random girl. Yeah, some girl named Brenda. Whatever mm. Brenda. Who are you, Brenda? <laughs> and, uh, oh, she probably turns out to be like, I don't know, Todd's mom. Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> She'll so, be back with a vengeance to make food of the yeah. sure of it. <laughs> Always happens. Um, she nearly drowns, she, so she's at a beach party um, yeah. when this is happening and she goes into the sea and she nearly drowns. Yeah, she just kind of swims off in a fit and she's like, fucking Hank. <laughs> and but, then, yeah, gets into trouble. And uh, actually, the whole paragraph about her getting into trouble in the water and then being rescued is the exact same as the start with Alice yeah it's word for word like word for word it's brilliant and then she wakes up and she's looking into the eyes of Ned Wakeville oh my god (laughs) and she feels a sort of a psychic bond oh she feels like she knows him Mm -hmm. which I mean no she doesn't (laughs) they are hinting at the supernatural in this a little bit yeah Um, they're imprinting on each other through the ages (laughs) oh god God. (laughs) well when we get to the very end it all starts feeling a bit Rosemary's baby but anyway um, (laughs) she uh, she she bonds with them over their love of blowing in the wind oh of course Um, there's no other music yes in the 60s like oh you don't like the birds no we never heard of the birds nope who (laughs) Dylan Um, and uh, she she She's she's engaged to Hank, so yeah, and she keeps kind of seeing Ned around campus, but mm. it turns out he's kind of he is slightly pursuing her, but then realizes she's engaged and backs he's off. He's like, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, he asks her out, and, yeah, and she finds out he's a lawyer and he's working pro bono <gasps> for all the protesters, like cool progressive lawyer. Yeah. He sort of gives up on that. Oh no, we he doesn't. He's well, still a lawyer, but mm, yeah, no, but the sort of progressive. Yeah, well, he would write stuff. Like. Yeah, actually. Um, so she's she's getting married now, and uh, Ted rings her well. Uh, on the day of her wedding, which is a yeah. bit of a dick move. Like, she's she's the morning of her day. wedding, throwing a wrench in there. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, well. And he's being really cool. He's like, you know, I su- you know, I just want you to know that I'm your friend and I support you. Yeah, and, and I hope you guys make each other really happy. And it's, I yeah. mean, the, the sentiment is nice, but the timing's a bit off. Yes. And then she remembers how, how Hank toasted her at their uh, engagement party. And it, he referred to her as the woman who will be by my side as I make my way in mm. life. Mm-mm-mm. That's not good. Nope. 
and she's actually like she's at the Patman's house because they're getting married there oh that's right and actually yeah because she wanted something kind of chill but the Patmans wanted something really fancy so it's like Alice had imagined a casual celebration perhaps a clam bake on the beach Ooh. <laughs> what is it with these people and their fucking clams <laughs> <laughs> the hot clam special oh <laughs> don't beach. oh not when I'm looking oh. at that dip oh no oh. <laughs> don't ruin the You're dip me off. <laughs> no I need more dip um so uh, yeah, she uh, she she peers out. And she's like, "Oh, there's Hank with his pals." But then he she overhears him talking to his chums. Yeah, and he's got some revelations, and they're not good. No, because yeah, someone makes a comment about all the hippies at the wedding. He's like, mm-hmm. well, "Alice's friends." It's like, wait a minute, I thought they were your friends too. Yeah, they were all, all over him when he was going around campus. But it turns yeah. out he was just sort of sucking up to them and helping the protesters as. To make himself more popular? Yeah. Turn me into the biggest celebrity on campus. It's a bit vague as a goal. Like, yeah, just really get out the like Jessica about wanting that. to be the star of the party. It's like, <laughs> yeah. this means nothing. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why is this a big deal? Why would you hire a helicopter? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to be but, popular. Uh, but yeah, so, but basically, he's kind of still a dick and he's just doing all this stuff for show. Yeah. He doesn't actually believe it. Yes, exactly. And yeah. she's just like, oh my God. I, and she realises, oh my God, she he probably started that rumour about him as him risking his risking inheritance. Risking his inheritance to make to himself make, look good. Yeah. yeah. So she breaks up with him and he's like, I order you to leave. And she's like, okay, I made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. And she runs. She runs away. She's free. Yay. And she turns up at Ned's house in her wedding dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very dramatic. Very and there's no answer, but then she hears blowing in the wind. Oh, fucking blowing Going out wind. of the window. And she yells, and he comes down, and they kiss. And finally, a Wakefield and a Larson or Robertson, or, whatever she yeah. is. <laughs> See if, if yeah. Finally if they changed their surnames, they would be a consistent yeah. line. They need to keep with the maternal line, just be Larson all the way down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes, they've come together. Destiny has had its way. Oh, it's finally worked out. Yeah. And then the last... Um, the last bit is this is the Rosemary's baby bit. Mm. It's the birth. Oh God! You know who? <laughs> and can you read the last uh, passage out where it describes the just the last sentence or so? Uh, describes our um, yes. Uh, when uh, when Alice looks down at her oh offspring <laughs> in their perfect identical faces, Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield held the secrets of the future. Oh. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to end on, isn't it? I what are they what? like? Are they like the, the Antichrist? Like, what is this? Oh God, what are they going to do? He has his father's eyes. Ah. <laughs> oh, it's so scary. Oh. So uh, that's the end of the Wakefield saga. Oh, that was great. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's so fun. It's just it. how, um, like, anytime there's a set of twins, one of them has to randomly die to just kind of keep the yes. family tree but tidy. Or not have yeah. any children. Yeah. 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 It's like, quick, kill one off. Yeah. No, <laughs> only one. Tidy this thing up. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And um, did you manage to get any stats out of this? I actually... Ridiculousness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of a sort. Hang on. Okay, yeah. Ooh. So I just went with the Larson blondness because, okay. again, she started it. So anytime... Any proto Wakefields were blonde. There was like eleven mentions of blondness. Sorry, was she going to using gyms again? Is <laughs> more dip? Um, eleven mentions. That was quite a lot. Yeah, and the blue green eyes get six goes. So, mm. Yeah, very consistent. The years. Yeah. yeah. Um, any notable outfits for our heroes? Um, we possibly just mentioned them when we were going through it. Oh, there was the twenty. The one was the coach. The oh, Kevin the Hughes boring coach. name. Uh, Kevin amazing Hughes. outfit. But yeah, incredible outfit. Mm. Um, there's a mention of um, yeah, Jessamine when the the, the two <laughs> little twins are kind of dressing up and messing around in her clothes. It's like Sam, what are you doing with that glass and Mother's best boa? So I love that Jessamine has like a selection oh, of Samantha. boas. Is that Samantha? Well, this is the kids as Samantha and Amanda oh, as kids, okay. but Jessamine is the mother. At this oh stage, yeah. yes, oh, so I'm so confused. So it's just, I know it's a lot. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, what else? There's oh yeah, that was Kevin and his amazing stuff. Oh, in the uh, '60s part with Alice, it's like they keep mentioning her fringed bag. Ooh. It's like about four times. Like she reached into her fringed bag. She threw her fringed bag over her shoulder. It's like okay, she's a hippie. <laughs> she's got some fringe going yeah, on. A lot of fringe going on, and then like her friend has like a flower painted on her face. Oh at some yeah, point. yeah. It's all very typical. It's on the stuff. nose, very much so. Yeah, but um, oh, there's so much, so much more joy. Oh. And uh, we will return to the sagas because, in case you didn't know, they also made the Fowlers of Sweet Valley. Ooh, there is more. And the Patlands <laughs> of Sweet Valley. 
And actually, in a rare example of anything in these things being brought up again, I, I'm pretty sure that there are way later Sweet Valley High books um, like past the hundred mark where they all oh, start yeah. going a bit weird yeah. where Bruce and Elizabeth find out about this secret romance oh, between no Hank and uh, and Alice because yeah, yeah it does say that she keeps the secret even from her daughters and it's like I did kind of wonder does that ever come back because sure it seems it like does. a big deal but yeah, like you're engaged like yeah. literally on your wedding day for yeah. a couple of Bruce's and also dad. like it also seems like Bruce's dad would like try and keep Bruce away from the twins or something or that he didn't really hold a grudge surely Some, I don't know. Be, yeah like it's a very small town yeah so you'd think it would have it would have come out surely it's well, somewhere it will at some point it does eventually but I can't okay. remember how so we'll we'll, we'll come to it alright yeah. yeah about 150 bucks later. oh god <laughs> <laughs> it'll take a while um so uh, thank you everybody for, for joining us for this Christmas yeah. episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, even yeah. though I did get very pedantic about <laughs> practices of the French resistance, yeah. which, um, you know, to be honest, uh, I'm not a, an historian in any sense of the word. So, you know, if anybody is, please correct me on the practices of how realistic this book is. Well, I just kept thinking like, no, 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 that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I've read enough books of the SOE. They oh, wouldn't allow this. Although, yeah, on the SOE, like I just wish every World War II movie was just about an SOE agent instead. I, <laughs> like, I was in France. so tired of movies about what the lads were up to during the war. Oh, give like, me some women. Come on. Dropping out of, <laughs> yeah. um, what's her name, Noor Khan, who's like a a Sikh princess. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was her first? Oh, I because they all had code names, so yeah. I always mix up their real names. Yeah, and their like codenames. Nancy Wake, the White Mouse. Yes, like, there's just loads of awesome ladies who were just doing really cool shit during the war. And it's like, where are their movies? When Please. I, I was in France on my holidays, this is completely off topic. Ooh. But I was in the Dordogne, and there's a few resistance museums, and there was one Ooh. that had, and you could touch them, actual like crates that um, that were parachuted no down way. to help SOE agents wow. with the actual parachutes on them. And they were like wireless. <laughs> they were little wirelesses, like inside books. Oh my god! I was just, I was in heaven. That's great. Like that, poking things. That's like the anime scene, basically. Yeah, isn't it? pretty <laughs> like much they just was. made it for you. There was a blouse <laughs> that a female resistant mm. had made out of parachutes, so <gasps> from an uh, SOE agent's parachute. Fantastic! Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Love that. So, so I have to say that when it was Sweet Valians <laughs> and like kind of SOE agents, yeah. she's kind of, she's kind of, yeah, she's not an official agent, no. Which is why it's she was in the resistance. Yes, right. it's, 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 why it's a bit <laughs> problematic that she's sort of treated the same as somebody who's on like proper training. Yeah, when she's a child. <laughs> but anyway, um, the fact that there is so much to talk about in this ridiculous book says a lot. It does. Not so it does. much. Um, not so much historical background to debate. So. Uh, yeah, if you have any thoughts on this or you want to correct our historical knowledge, yeah. um, <laughs> feel free. We're off and wrong, as it turns out. Yes, all the time. <laughs> and now we're high on dip. Woo! Uh, and jingle bells. And jingle bells. <laughs> so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us on Twitter at svhpodcast.com. Yeah, you can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, special thanks to Elizabeth who got us got in touch with us oh. through this very means to send us this delicious dip thank you so much and thank you to her mum Penny as well thank you Penny we love the dip and we have uh, we've got a supply each of the mix yeah. to keep us going it's very exciting you know, it's all we're going to eat we're going to have heart attacks this <laughs> yeah. may be the last episode totally worth it <laughs> um, and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network and you can uh, follow the Headstuff Podcast Network and find out more about their amazing podcasts at HS Pod Network and um, and this Headstuff and uh, yeah that's it only remains for us to say Merry Christmas everybody oh, Have a great Christmas and we will see you soon yeah. with uh, book number 11 Yes yeah, so we'll be back in the new year to uh, talk about Too, too Good to, to Be True, true. <laughs> Happy Christmas Happy Christmas Bye <laughs> <laughs> I love those bells. <laughs> this is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details. Being a parent can be really challenging. 
It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.